Eric. And I'm Noah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to A Bite Of, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. <laughs> so excited <laughs> for more of those in this episode. <laughs> this week, we're going to the Mushroom Kingdom. Super Mario Bros. movie review. I'm excited. Me Nostalgia. too. Nostalgia. Things everybody loves. Mario, Peach, Luigi, Toad. Nostalgia coming out of the wazoo. What can go wrong? Uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> at all. You know what you know can go wrong? So I grew up in Queens, New York, and I say it. Wait, how are you supposed, you're supposed to say it? You, you say Mario. Yeah, like I say a normal, Mario. Yeah, normal person <laughs> says Mario. Mario. Yeah, no. Mario's pizza. No. Yeah, that's probably Get true. Get a slice of Sicilian. Not Super Mario. <laughs> Super. Mario. Mario. Super Mario. Ma- no, Mario. <laughs> I'm trying to see the difference in my mouth. <laughs> well, the ears. <laughs> I, apolo- I apologize if anyone is offended by my accent <laughs> and the way I say <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Mario. Well, don't apologize <laughs> for subscribing to this podcast that you're listening to. <laughs> that? Yes. <laughs> and also don't apologize for leaving some reviews, some stars. Give us us give us some stars, not Bowser. We'd love some superstars from you. Yeah, we need some stars. Got a Discord? Want to talk to people? Want to talk to us? Want to just share things? Go on Discord. Patreon. We got all that stuff. Just look down below. I'm tired of saying it at this point. <laughs> Y'all, any of the things, we got it. But a dollar a month does get you exclusive stuff, merch, all that great stuff. We do have a new Patreon series coming out very, very soon. Before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Howard the Duck. The Fantastic Fan Fantastic. Fan Fan Forstic. Fan Forstic Four. The X-Men movies. Oh, it's going to be fun. Before the phases, phases, phases. Yeah, so look out for that. We have that coming out soon. All right, let's get into this review of Super Mario Bros. movie. Give us that plot. Brand new business-owning brothers Mario and Luigi warp down a magical green pipe deep under the Brooklyn streets. The pair accidentally split, Luigi ending up in a haunted mansion and Mario off to the bright and colorful Mushroom Kingdom. Poor Luigi. (laughs) The evil Bowser has stolen the powerful superstar and threatens to use it against Princess Peach's kingdom unless she agrees to be his bride. Mario and Peach must now band together against the fire-breathing beast to save everything that is important to them. (laughs) God. (laughs) So intense every time you do these plots. (laughs) Mama, the the plot tells itself. I mean, it is giving me the power to be so expressive. (laughs) Right. Spoiler alert ahead for Super Mario Bros. movie. If you have not seen it, you can rent slash buy it currently. It's not on streaming, but, you know, you don't have to go to the theater if you don't want to. Treat yourself. Yeah. Watch it from the comfort of your own home. (laughs) So let us officially take a bite of the Super Mario Bros. movie. All right. Credits rolled. General thoughts. How did you feel? Loved it. What a delight. (laughs) I mean, it was was candy colored goodness. It had heart. It had action. It had fun. It had the characters that make my child inner child swoon. I liked it. Yeah, I think that's generally the consensus with the audience. It was a good movie. Yeah, it's for all ages. Uh, People that have liked it for the past four decades would enjoy it. 
people that are new to it would enjoy. It's a good family movie that everybody can enjoy. Definitely. And one of the things that I thought of, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, I grew up with it. So it's going to be super different for me because, you know, I have I've known these characters my whole life. But Mario has literally been in existence, like powerfully in the front line for, like you said, four decades. So anyone who sees it is going to know who Mario is already. Yeah. I mean, they had a tough job with this movie to make sure it was good. Mm. I mean, we got the early 90s Mario movie, which um, it's it's a movie that yeah. did happen. And I don't like it. It's terrifying, but <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, I've movies. never seen it. I've never seen it. Are you kidding me? All I know is that John Leguizamo was, was All Luigi. Right. We need to stop now. <laughs> We're going to go watch that. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. Oh, it's it's more. It's that realistic approach yeah. to the movie. And it's um very weird. It's not good. It's not good for what you know of the Mario games. Yeah, this is what it should have been. Well, you know, what? it's funny because the Mario games are very death defying. He's always almost dying oh yeah and but yet we're like yay another stage and this you know mixed that sort of joy and the scariness where it sounds like the one from the 90s was just the the frightening aspects of yeah it. it's very much like practical effects you know, like all of the creatures and monsters looked a little too terrifying you know mm. those uh realistic drawings of pokemon creatures yes that's kind of how that was yeah so don't recommend but also watch it <laughs> <laughs> For the classic yeah. 90s goodness. Yeah. I mean, so speaking of, you know, nostalgia and I mean, this thing had to go up against, again, four decades of just being the most recognizable video game character in existence. Mm. I loved that this movie mixed Easter eggs, but didn't make it like apparent. It wasn't like, oh, this scene is just about this Easter egg. I mean, it kind of did with the platforming and everything. But in the background, there were so many Easter eggs, even within the Nintendo universe. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I like it when they do stuff like that, because a a child that's like six is not going to know this stuff. So why waste time doing that? Sure. I mean, like you said, just this how simple it was. Like we saw different. We actually saw an NES appear. It was in their bedroom, which was really cool. But we see the games throughout the movie. uh, Someone playing it or it's on in the background. We also see the duck hut duck on a sign of a Mm -hmm. store in Brooklyn. So they were subtle. It wasn't like these big things overall. Uh, But then there were things that were a little more apparent that I really liked. One of the things was Peach using her dress to float. Oh, yeah. Right? So that comes She did it once. She did it once, but it got my Peach heart singing. I mean, if you remember Super Mario, the second Super Mario Brothers, which was basically they just put a skin on top of a game from Japan Uh, But you got to play as Mario, Luigi, Peach, or Toad. Peach's ability was that she could float with her dress. Yeah. And oh my gosh, she was my favorite character to play in that. So to see that moment, I literally cheered out loud. He did. (laughs) He he, Rightfully so. He really did. I I liked it. It was very nostalgic. Anything that you could have want from a Mario game to a movie, so good. Even Brian Tyler, the composer, the, the guy that did the music for this, did such a good job of bringing all of those well-known sound effects or end stage things, even just the theme song, and mixing it more for a movie feel. Like even when Peach was showing Mario how to do the course and she got the flag and went down it, that's the end thing of like when you complete the stage, but it just sounded so cool. Absolutely. And when we first see Bowser's, I I mean, in this, I don't even know if you would call it a ship, floating lava. It's his castle. Castle, yeah. yeah. 
but it made the music that was playing when they were first going into that ice penguin kingdom was the sound of when you would get on a boat to mm-hmm. defeat the guy of one of the worlds, you know, the, the, the villain of one of the worlds, you know, that's very menacing music with the cannons going and the, you know, oh my gosh, it was just like so good and so nostalgic, but you know, it was from a video game, but it felt very cinematic in the way that they added it to the movie. Yeah. Well done. Well Absolutely. Done, Brian Tyler, you did a good job with the score and I hope in the second one you do a good job again. <laughs> Call Brian Tyler back. If you don't call anybody else back, call them back. Get him back. Get (laughs) him back. Because it was really good. So one of the things with this movie, when we were seeing the trailer, seeing the cast be announced for the voice actors, it's something that I feel like it's one of those situations where the controversy or whatever surrounding it is very much isolated to the internet. Mm. And then when you watch it, it's not what the internet is saying. So Agreed. The, the big one in the room is Chris Pratt as Mario. So the voice acting, I feel like in this movie, hit it. There's nobody that I could think could be in these roles that weren't already in these roles. I actually liked Chris Pratt's Mario. It didn't really take away. Half the time, I didn't even remember it was Chris Pratt. Couple that with Charlie Day's Luigi. Oh, so good. Yeah, and I think... So it's interesting, right? I think so much of it was from the fact that it just was Chris Pratt, right? You have to wonder if he didn't have this sort of clout around him, if that announcement would have been really more celebrated. I think what the voice actors did, what the actors did in this movie was that they had fun with the roles. It wasn't like Chris Pratt came in and was like, I'm just Chris Pratt being Mario. You know, Jack Black didn't come in and just do Jack Black. Well, kind of. But but he managed, he, <laughs> he gave it that gravelly, you yeah. know, kind of dragon voice. But yet he still sang and did his Jack Black thing. But they did a good job of mixing themselves with a characterization. I mean, let's even talk about Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I, halfway through the movie, I was like, we were trying to figure out who the voice actors were for the ones we didn't know. And I was like, who is Toad? I can't. For the life of me, figure out who Toad is. And then when I saw that it was Keegan-Michael Key, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he really acted because I could not tell <laughs> at no, all. No, <laughs> not at all. And it just made it that much more fun. You know, we're, we're hearing a true character being created and not just being like, I've been brought in to be myself as this character. I feel like, you know, those three in particular really had a lot of fun. With their roles. Everybody in this movie, it does seem like they went in there with so much enthusiasm and just fun. Like Mm. the studio must have been really fun to work with, with all these people there. Because you have Fred Armisen, you have Anna Taylor-Joy, Seth Rogen, you have all (laughs) these amazing people. I do feel like for me personally, the standout for the voices, aside from Jack Black, because phenomenal. I think that he just went above and beyond with Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I... It was so good. He was the character I was most excited to see. I love Donkey Kong, but them incorporating his laugh oh. into the character. I was like, this is the funniest thing. <laughs> that, you know, it was, it, it's funny, though, because for me, out of out of the main people, it kind of really felt like, well, that's just Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. You yeah. know? But that laugh, that laugh made me laugh because it's so him. And like you said, the fact that they had the character do it, that low sort of like <laughs> thing was too good. Yeah, they. I love that they were just like, yeah, we just 
We just want him for this laugh. <laughs> Nothing else. Just bring him in for that. And he, I think he was the most like out of left field pick for me, especially with the character, but it worked well. Anya Taylor-Joy is like, yeah, she's gonna, she'll do great as Peach because she can be a princess, but also tough as hell. Mm-hmm. And she did. She, she really yeah. did it. Um, just going back to Charlie Day, there was something about he, he brought such, this is going to sound silly, like vulnerability to Luigi, <sighs> right? Because Luigi is sort of always playing second fiddle to his older brother, Mario. And we got to see that dynamic, but not in a way of like, a, I wish I was like my older brother, but more of like, my older brother is so great and he always protects me and I need him for that. And I think yeah. that Charlie Day really brought that characterization to Luigi. He also brought like a very frantic and manic nature to it he did the yells very well (laughs) which i think that that character in particular you need to with this plot and like how they did it because he was very much they didn't do just do like a role reversal peach wasn't the one that got captured luigi was yeah so it was fun to see luigi in that but charlie day just killed it (laughs) as luigi you know i in future you know sequels third quills fourth goals, whatever, whatever they have. I would love if Luigi got to sing because we all know that Charlie Day can sing his butt off and compose music. So I would love to see Luigi have a solo later on. Just not Chris Pratt. I don't want Chris Pratt singing. Oh, it's Mouse Rat. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. But like, no, thank you. Oh, We might have a brother duet coming up. <laughs> no, do it with Bowser. That would be fun. Charlie Day and Jack Black do a duet. I would love oh, that. Oh my gosh. What would those two be singing about? <laughs> <laughs> the look of this movie great i thought it looked fantastic for me personally especially in video games how i judge cgi and like how well it looks is water mm-hmm. if like water looks really well and it has like those sparkles and like the droplets and everything oh man when the rainbow road crashes and donkey kong and mario are in the water and you see bits of that rainbow road down there it just looks so good. That <laughs> was that's the example I have as well. That made me so happy. Just the way the rainbow road pieces were like, you know, illuminating in the water, how it sh- the light shone through the water. Everything with the water was was fantastic. Yeah, they did a good job of mixing the realistic te- textures like Mario's shirt. You can see that it was kind of corduroy or like it had little fuzzes on it. Mm. But then they did the cartoony stuff with some of the animation and the Rainbow Road and everything. It just looked really good. Yeah. And I think. No notes. No notes. (laughs) Y'all, you did it. I think um, one of the things that was really pleasing for me was when you think of like Mario Odyssey and uh, Mario Galaxy, it starts off in those stages that are really bright and fun and cartoony. And we see that when he first gets to the Mushroom Kingdom. They really captured the vibe of the video games. And of course, Bowser's lava and all of that was just like so menacing and so dark. They they just really captured the essence of the games, but brought it to the screen. Well, how the games look now. Right. And right, I the think, modern game. Yeah, I think we needed, you know, the 90s three Mario did what it could with the technology it had, which was practical effects, but made them terrifying. Mm. In this one, we finally have the technology, especially with animation, to really bring those characters to the big screen but also give them more life yeah because in a game mario is very much about the journey to the destination so how do you fill that in with like dialogue and giving these characters like actual life and that's one of the things i'm glad that they did with the voice acting because if they would have made it that like 
very up there. It's a me, a Mario the whole time. I don't think it would have worked. And I'm kind of glad that they like gave us that in the beginning. But then we're like, no, we don't want it to be flat mm. because it's very much one note with Mario. Right. Right. So with this stuff and then the CGI and the cinematography for, for this, it really just fleshed out the entire world. Speaking of flat, I did. I, I loved the part when Mario and Luigi were trying to get to their first job and they were going through the construction site mm. because it was such a nod to the scrolling uh, levels from the earlier games. That platform. Yeah. You know, when when they were first being designed, it was literally a long sheet of paper that they would design these stages on. And so to see it just sort of flat, almost 2D on the screen like that was really satisfying. We got it early in the movie. They're like, we know, we know where we're coming from. You know, we'll give you this right now. Um, and we even got early on in the movie, the original voice actor coming in, doing their voices for the commercial. So they gave us those things early on that I think we all needed as yeah. the old school fans. It would be weird if they didn't acknowledge it. But it's also funny in retrospect, it's, they did a commercial for their business and they did those voices for it. And it's like, OK. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is fun. It's giving us right. It's giving us our, our um, original voice actor. Mr. Charles Martinet, uh, which we appreciated. He also voiced the dad in it. Um, but it was like, why? I don't understand. Why Why did they use those voices for their commercial? <laughs> I mean, what? An Honestly, odd marketing tactic by the Mario Brothers. Let's just look at it in general. Why did they use those voices at all for this, <laughs> this character? It's a very much caricature of an Italian-American from Brooklyn. So, <laughs> but it's it's almost like more of a caricature of just an Italian person from Italy, yeah. and, and not so much right because if he was from Brooklyn, you get like forget about it, I'm Mario yeah. sort of thing, right? Which I'm, I swear, like Chris Pratt did a good job of like making the accent very subtle. Mm. I'm glad they didn't like bump it up a bit because that would be weird. It would be almost too much for a little tiny Mario. Yeah, and I also agree in the sense of like let's not load on so much of an accent or an inflection that maybe the actor can't create throughout right. all of the scenes authentically all the levels right exactly you know trying to do that maybe in a normal speaking conversation is easy but like if he's running or jumping or screaming that might not be as easy to hold uh so i think they made a good decision there as well yeah the action in this movie i was very surprised about because it was a lot of fun they mixed everything that you love from those games from the old old ones to the new new ones and the mario karts and everything the only thing that was missing was like mario party type stuff mm. but that would have been hard to do but the action was fun i mo my personal favorite stuff was more the mario kart stuff yeah that was just so much fun to see i love when they were picking their carts and building them just like you do in the game that was great but the action was so much fun because it was engaging it just was almost non-stop and it went to this movie's benefit because, again, the game is nothing but a platformer. You just keep going. So I like that they kept that spirit with the movie. I also really enjoyed the Mario Kart scene. Another scene I super, super liked was the Donkey Kong fight scene when Ugh. Mario and Donkey Kong have to go head to head in order to get the Kong army on their side. You were waiting to see which power up Mario was going to get next. Ugh. Right? I think they did all the right ones. Oh, my gosh. So we get, you know, the mini mushroom that makes them super tiny. And then, you know, we don't see the bell, but we know it's the bell. And here comes cutie little cat Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, so adorable. 
in that yellow cat suit. It was just, it was a surprise because you didn't know. I thought that they were going to go straight for the cape, the feather. Which we didn't really get only in the commercial. Right. Only in the commercial. We don't, we didn't get that in this, which was very surprising because when Super Mario 3 came out and you could do that little fly with the bubble, bubble yeah. with the cape, like that was a big deal. So the fact that we got Cat Mario who kicked Donkey Kong's booty was just chef's kiss moment. And then Tanuki, Tanuki Mario, standout, makes no sense, but I love it. You know, in the original <laughs> games, Tanuki Mario, his his thing was that he would turn to stone. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah, it's it's very odd. It he, doesn't make sense. No, he would use his tail, but he would turn to stone. So they didn't do that in this, but no. I, I love that. And of course, they called it raccoon in the American one, mm. which they also did in the video games, whereas Tanuki, as we all know, is sort of that um, dog animal that they have in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Who maybe turns to stone. I don't know enough about the Tanuki. Well, it doesn't do that anymore. So (laughs) good thing they learned from their stuff. So any critiques with this movie? Like, do you have anything that you didn't like, that you wish you had more of, blah, blah, blah? You know, it's, it's funny. This is a weird critique, I think. But something that took me out of the Mario world for some reason was when they were on their first job in that mansion apartment in the middle of brooklyn which is actually very real gentrification very real. gentrification was that dog what was the dog's name francis or something i thought it was doug from up it looked just like doug <laughs> but it was vicious i was like where is this coming from i was thinking is this i don't know is this the dog from duck hunt it's not i'm like who is this dog oh it could have been kind of looks like it but that dog more laughs rather than has razor sharp teeth that yeah. tries to kill the Mario brothers. <laughs> Maybe there's a dog somewhere in the Mario lore that I'm just not aware of, but that was like, I'm like, what is happening? I yeah. guess we just needed something to break the sink or whatever to cause drama for them. Yeah, because they fixed it in two seconds. How, <laughs> how dare they do their job well? <laughs> I know. And you're there, you're just hoping so badly for them. You're like, oh, it's going to be great. They're going to fix this. They're going to feel so good about themselves. But of course, it all goes the opposite way which I guess we needed for the beginning to propel them into the action forward, but fine. Well, it, I mostly think it was just to overdo them trying to do their own business. It's like, see, this is what happens when you try to follow your dreams. And then it echoes with his parents and his family and everything. Mm. I don't think we necessarily needed that. Like it was fine to add some drama to it i guess but like just let them already have their business yeah and i thought you know what you're right and i thought you know that really felt like this is for the kids if you're bringing your family to see this movie the kids are gonna love this dog that's breaking that dog was terrifying he was terrifying but like oh you know he's gonna try and bite their butts and he's gonna appear here and oh he's scary like i feel like that stuff would make kids laugh Eh. let us know me not so much did your kids laugh during that or were they terrified comment below (laughs) (laughs) my biggest critique i have two my biggest one was them separating mario and luigi i actually kind of didn't like that because we got almost no luigi which is kind of funny for it being a super mario bros movie i don't know like i know they subverted it and like luigi was the one that needed saving but i don't think you really needed anybody to need saving you could have just oh they convinced the mario bros to help them save the Mushroom Kingdom by stopping him getting the star. Yeah, that's my biggest one because I just wanted more Mario and Luigi together. That's yeah, that's my biggest one. I do wish that they had 
a little more time together. And I also do, as the younger brother in a set of two brothers, did feel for the younger brother, Luigi, who always seemed to get the short end of the stick. Why did Luigi have to carry all the tools, right? I mean, it's just unfair. He always has. <laughs> it's terrible. And then, of course, he gets put into the spooky, dry bone, shy guy, haunted murder house. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the thing that's good about Luigi is that he does it with a smile. Like, he enjoys doing that, you know? Luigi will always face his fears. He will. There is adversity at hand. If we ever learned anything from Luigi's Haunted Mansion... He's always nice and happy and willing to help people. <laughs> I was waiting for the... He had his flashlight, but he didn't have a vacuum. I was yeah. waiting for a vacuum to come out. I I want a Luigi's Haunted Mansion something. Make it a little mini series. I want it so bad. Right? Yeah, I agree. A little special, a snippet, a 15-minute special presentation. That would be great. <laughs> I I do think, though, that Mario did need his own stakes in the game in order to get him together with Peach. You know, the whole thing was that he had to save his brother. I wanted them to be together more. I wanted to see them fighting together more. But I think that he needed that emotional. Yeah, I mean, I think you could have done it. It's just interesting with the thing of the movie. Like, we're better when we're together. And then it's like they separate for 90% of the movie. It's like, well, I'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. I know how sad it made you. I know. (laughs) Well, I know they did it at the end when they came together and they could defeat Bowser. That's great. I'm just saying, I wanted more Luigi. I like Luigi more than I like Mario. So without Luigi being in it, I was like, oh, well, okay. I guess he can be there with that insane, what is it, Lumel? Oh, yeah. Uh, Very scary. I don't like her. She (laughs) was (laughs) something, or they were really something else. Yeah, Lumily. Lumily. No, Lumily. Yeah, I don't know some of these characters' names. I just know that they pop, like, I've seen them in the game, but I'm like, oh, they have a name. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Luma, who knows how long that little Luma has been in that cage dangling over lava. They just completely lost their mind. Also, I do think that they could have escaped, because a couple of times they came out of the bars and just decided not to. Well, she wanted to be there. Exactly. So that's out of the question. Like, I think that they put themselves there. Nobody captured them. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to be there. But agreed. I mean, the bars, they could have slipped through but I, them. But to your point, I think that is the point, is that this creature wanted to be there and was enjoying the doom and gloom and wanted <laughs> to take down everyone around them. My uh, second, it's not a big critique, but my second one is Cranky Kong. Mm, I wanted more more cranky. Fred Armisen playing this character was like, okay, it's fine. Like it could have been anybody else almost. Like I don't feel like that was like a good role for Fred Armisen to play because it didn't really seem cranky enough or old enough. Yeah. I, you know, Cranky Kong in the video games was more of just a cranky patriarch of a family. I mean, it was great that he was upgraded to King, but I, I, I agree that the sort of, essence of cranky kong was a little lost in the movie um i did enjoy cranky kong being in on the action i thought that was cool but yeah the characterization wasn't the best it wasn't cranky enough not cranky enough more crank yeah more cranky more angry (laughs) maybe they needed an older person who's experienced more in life to get that crank into the voice acting yeah not fred armison that's not (laughs) i think bill Hader might have done a better job that's interesting yes personally Mm -hmm. any what is your standout moment for this i love talking about standout moments like the scene that 
when you think about this movie, like what is that scene that you think about? The first one that comes to mind. The first one that comes to mind is the entire Mario Kart sequence. That's so good. It was so good. And it it brought, again, I'm going to say this again. It was the nostalgia for me, right? So we're watching them choose their vehicles. We're seeing them go start off on a, you know, joyous sort of countryside romp. They have to jump into the clouds. And here we are. You said romp again. It's a romp. <laughs> what does that even mean? Mama, if you don't know what it means, you got to look it up. No, I want you to tell me what it means. A romp is a good <laughs> Time filled with action and joy. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to know your definition. That's yeah. all. <laughs> so it's starting off as a romp and then it gets serious when they go into the clouds and it's Rainbow Road, which is the most dangerous of all the roads. True. Especially when it doesn't have the guardrails, which they do get to. But we also get to see him. We get to see them doing the hovering when they go upside down. We get to see them. What is it called? When I'm, I can think of the controls. But when you uh, drift? hold the drift, you hold okay. the bumper, <laughs> you get to see him drift. I take it that we're not going to be talking about Fast 10. <laughs> oh, I only know Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen two of them. So I yeah. I believe I have not seen any of the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. Do not tell our good friend Vin Diesel. <laughs> our good friend. <laughs> yeah, he's our bestie. <laughs> My standout moment is the Donkey Kong fight. When we mm. first get interaction with him and Mario, I just liked it a lot. I like those characters playing off of each other. And I just kept laughing at how we had Seth Rogen talking about doing a peck dance. Mm. It's just, it's so good. It's gold. I loved it. Yeah, it's it, this characterization of Donkey Kong was really, really fun. I think they made him younger. They made him a little more naive. They made him silly. I mean... Underneath it all, he's just looking for his father's approval. Aren't we all? Right? Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, when we think of Donkey Kong, right, his first, first appearance is as the kidnapper of the princess. The villain. The villain. And then when he got his own series, he was sort of an older brother figure. But in this, he's, I don't know, 20-something, still wearing a necktie, trying to be taken seriously for business. You have to wear that. You're Donkey Kong. You have to wear the necktie. <laughs> and and he was a little more fun, right? He wasn't as serious. I also did enjoy that we got to see uh, Diddy and Trixie Kong. Oh, yeah. In that scene. More. More oh, of them. I want more of them. Trixie Kong is one of my favorites, very much for the reason of Peach, where her power is some sort of helicopter ponytail action. So she can she can float and fly, baby. <laughs> so I want to see more of those two as well. I mean, really them on screen together. We got more of them on screen together than we did of Mario and Luigi, which <laughs> is interesting. But them trying to get to the wedding of Bowser and Peach, also phenomenal. We got to see Donkey Kong get the fire flower and turn that white and red. It was just really cool. That's something. I mean, if you would have told like eight year old me, five year old me that we would have gotten a movie like this. Yeah, right. No way. Let alone having Donkey Kong be the white and red. It's just for for lack of fun. a better term, it was fire. Yeah. Okay. Got him. Yeah. Got him. But yeah, seeing him, which I don't, you know, <laughs> when does Donkey Kong ever get the powers? Never. Right. No. So it I was. I mean, he has before. In yeah. some of the, yeah, and some of the like Mario Party and like some of that kind oh. of thing. Yeah. His hair got a little spiky. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want i was hoping that he was going to get to try more of them i wanted to see him as the ice flower i wanted to see him really big but i'm thinking we'll probably have time for that in other iterations of this if i could pick one that i would want i would want the ice flower i'm always partial to ice powers in general but just seeing peach go ham with it i loved it i want it that would be mine 
I want it. I want to be a cat. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. You were looking at me like, I want to say cat. <laughs> I mean, a piece of me was like, oh, maybe I want to do the, like this truly OG offensive fire flower. But, you know, something about that cat climbing up walls, jumping real high, looking cute. <laughs> That's my jam. <laughs> this movie did a good job of like setting up the potential for sequels mm-hmm. and more to explore. We got, what is it? Was it two end credit scenes technically? But the last one really showing Yoshi. Yoshi! It didn't show Yoshi, but it showed that Yoshi is coming. I believe during the wedding, we saw people put gifts on the table and Yoshi's egg was one of them. I want to know who did that because that's Yoshi. <laughs> but who gave Yoshi Yoshi to Bowser? I want to know. But uh, bad for all Yoshi. I want to see Yoshi in the sequel. But, you know... I'm thinking about it, and they really set it up to where it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like they're carving out the Mario universe almost because the we new could get, MCU. We could get a Peach origin story because she doesn't know where she came from. She came from anywhere, so it's her trying to find her family. We could have Mario and Luigi actually be in the movie full time together. <laughs> we could have Mario, or sorry, Luigi going to a haunted mansion. We have Donkey Kong. I mean, it's just the possibilities are endless. Endless. I think one of the things to really focus on is Lumily, who represents Mario Galaxy. So that, again, it could go even beyond their galaxy, right? We could have Rosalina on the horizon. Well, we have to get Daisy before we get Rosalina. Girl, we are going to have Mario Tennis and <laughs> as the movie, and Daisy is coming in hot. Uh, okay, if one, uh, spoiler or just something you need to know about us, we play Mario Party quite a bit. The one character Derek and I mutually cannot stand is Daisy. She's awful. She's brash. She's rude. She cheats. She steals stars. And she's just mean. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad she wasn't in this movie, and I'm not looking forward to seeing <laughs> You know, rival kingdom or something. I don't even, you know, to be honest, I don't even know Daisy's story. Uh, where did she come from? I have no idea. Somebody tell us. I think they just needed like, oh, Luigi needs somebody too. Let's give him Daisy. Give him, very funny, right? Because it's like Donald and Daisy Duck and now Luigi and Daisy. Daisy is always the second female introduced or something like that. That is true. Wow. Interesting. But yeah, I don't want to see Daisy either, but you know she's coming. Yeah, she's coming. I mean, the potential for a sequel is there. We have tons of characters that haven't been introduced yet. My favorite character in all of Mario is Shy Guys. I love them. You have multiple Shy Guys. Yeah, we got a whole group of Shy Guys. I love them. Anytime I'm in Mario Kart, I play a Shy Guy. Absolutely. Uh, My favorite is Yoshi. So we got a little tiny soundbite of Yoshi. We saw his egg. Not enough. For me, that's fine. It's fine. But I also <laughs> I also love Birdo. Birdo. Yeah. Come on. I want to see Birdo on the screen. That bow shooting eggs out of her face with that diamond ring. She deserves to be on the silver screen. She's a celebrity. Also, you know who else I want to see? Bowser's kids. I don't. Come on, it. Wendy. No. Another big bow. Uh, oh my maybe. gosh, and she has those bracelets. Woo. That's not until further along because that's too many at this Iggy, point. Ziggy. I don't know the rest of them. There's a whole bunch of them. The one with the star in his face. <laughs> yeah. They're so great. I love them. There's a lot, but he has to have, you know, a partner to no. do that. They, what? He never had a partner. He just had kids. Well, so you think he's going to be in that cage as a tiny little person with the piano and just be like, oh, here, I have kids now. Uh, don't forget. Isn't his little wizard cretin still out there? He'll find a way to free him. <laughs> 
That's true. Right? <laughs> He's got allies on the outside. He's got a whole Koopa army waiting to free him. <laughs> so potential for a sequel was there. Absolutely. 100% there. Very excited. I'll watch it. I'm, I'm excited for this Nintendo Studios, whatever they're building to come out. But that begs the question. Beg it a question. Of what Mario, Mario, what Nintendo property can and should they do next? I'm, I'm waiting for a Legend of Zelda slash Link movie. Like, I think that is the number one, like, pinnacle that they could do. And a Metroid. Oh, Metroid. Good call. Brie Larson. Oh, fantastic as okay, Samus. casting department. Nailed it on that one. Um, so Zelda was like, for me, the obvious one. Like, I feel like, yes, Zelda is definitely something that they can do and should do. My <laughs> bizarre, not real choice, but like, oh, why great. not? It is a sort of in the vein of a Hallmark movie, but no. not the drippy stuff. More like a person trying to find their own and, and start a new life would be an Animal Crossing movie. <laughs> what? I have to start my own farm for my family. I'm the new mayor. So much pressure. Oh my gosh, this lamb is crazy. <laughs> this this tanuki is stealing all my money. I like Tom how Tom Nook. I like how we're like, yeah, Nintendo stuff. Let's get Link, Metroid. But what about an Animal Crossing movie? <laughs> what about it? I feel like that would probably be better as a TV show. Okay, I'll sign. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm on board. Because I don't, I don't even really think there's any villains in Animal Crossing except for wasps and cockroaches. I think, yeah. Well, I mean, scary stuff. Um, <laughs> and tarantulas. I think it's more of a more about like a. My grandfather, you know, left me this house on this island, and now it's up to me to bring it back to vitality to what it <laughs> once was when I was a child, and I would visit it. There was magic here, but now it's just fallen to pieces, sort of thing. Wow. And maybe there's some sort of evil <laughs> land developer, you know, who's trying to take it over and make it, you know, fancy office buildings or something. <laughs> You're very passionate about this one. <laughs> I'm, you know, listen, I'm in the creative phase right now. I'm just spitballing ideas. I'll see what sticks. But I think we're on to something. Yeah, I think with this movie doing so well and then The Last of Us also doing so well, listen to our episodes on The Last of Us. We covered every episode and interviewed Evan Bolter, cinematographer for episodes three through five. Um, we did do that, but <laughs> I, I think with them seeing how you could do a video game into a TV show or movie where you don't literally have to copy and paste, don't have those flat characters on there. It works for a video game. It does not work for a movie. And the possibilities are there. We could get better video game into whatever coming soon. And Nintendo has a pretty big catalog with very, very high profile Right. Characters and properties. This one did so well that I think that they're they could start doing more. Now, is it just gonna be animation or are they gonna do live action? I feel like animation might be the best way to go I with agree. Nintendo stuff because it's just a little too cartoony. Legend of Zelda would probably be the only one that they could do a Lord of the Rings style ish thing. But yeah. Yeah, stick with the animation for some of these Nintendo things. I agree, and it's it's funny that you said that because when I was thinking about a Zelda interpretation for movie or TV, I was like, yeah, they could do live action, but I don't know. Then we we lean it's it's that thing of leaning into CGI mixing with live action actors, and sometimes it doesn't go that well, especially if you're doing 
those grand spirits in the Legend of Zelda, it might look kind of silly, mm. you know, if it's not done well. Whereas if it's all animated, we'd be like right on the money. They also look kind of funny. Like, I mean, a lot of the characters in Zelda, I mean, the proportions aren't like people. So it's like Mario, right? It, if it would just look too far from mm. the thing for it to really be recognizable. And I think that was one of the detriments to the 93 Mario movie and one of the benefits to the 2023 Mario movie. Yeah. <laughs> stick stick with stick with the animation style that is in that video game, right? So obviously Mario is more cartoony, Link is a little more real looking, although fantastical, but like stick with that. Yeah. You know, don't try and make it something else. Ooh, doing a Metroid movie in the style of Alien, that would be fun. How, how, well, I guess if it's animated, her becoming a little ball and rolling around would be super easy. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be awesome. Totally fine. I'm down for it. It makes sense. Where does her body go? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the question. Is it some sort of, you know, laser thing that transmogrifies her body or something like that? Or it's is it just video games? Pim particles. That's what ah, it is. Ah, yes. She shrinks down. She's a little hamster inside the ball and she's running. Of course. That's what. <laughs> You're right. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. So final verdict. Or the Super Mario Bros. movie, give me that rating out of five. I mean, I mean, possibly five. Wow, interesting. Is that wild? No. What's your rating? I enjoyed it immensely. (laughs) I really had a good time. Some might call it a romp. (laughs) Oh my God. Jeez Louise. I would give it four. If (gasps) Luigi was in it more. And it was more of a Super Mario Bros. movie and not just a Super Mario movie because I love Luigi. It'd probably be a five. And I do. I mean, there were some things that were lacking a little bit, like the platformer. It could have went more into the platforming. It didn't. But that's not something I feel like is a detriment to the movie. They had to flesh it out a little bit. Like I said earlier, the games are more about the journey. And I do feel like it kind of cut. To like the destination a little faster than what the point of the games are. But that's why I give it a four. Fair. We are all allowed to have our own opinions. And that is fine. It's not ghosted. So nothing. No, I mean, looking back and reflecting on ghosted, I think we were very generous with our, like with our I, rating. Yeah. If the cameos <laughs> weren't there, it would be a one. I have ghosted. <laughs> well, luckily, we are leaving this with four to five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Mushrooms. Feathers. Stars. There's stars in Mario. That's true. Yeah. Why not all of them? Let's not make it complicated. <laughs> you no, know, it was complicated. The thing in Mario 3, when you had to match the three different lines of the item in order to get it, I was very bad at that. Mm, yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, the pressure. I'm more of a Mario Odyssey slash Paper Mario Paper person. Mario. I love Paper Mario. Bowsers. Bowsers. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have any questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can contact us on abiteofpod.com. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to spread the word. See you next time on A Bite Of. Bye. (laughs) Bye.